0: Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. Hello, long time no chat. I know, I know. You had quite the weekend. Oh, well, I did. We didn't record last week because it was my first day back in my office. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, Esther... I'm too anxious we can't record it's a good thing we're a week ahead and then yes. I ended up waking up at like two o'clock in the morning and not being able to fall oh, back to no. so that's like what a worst. waste of time I could have recorded like four episodes with you <laughs> and still probably gotten to work on time
1: the bodies like bodies as we have discovered like we've discussed many many times before our corporeal forms I know absolute shit
0: just so rude so rude it's so yeah. annoying um, but yeah, then, over the weekend, I went to Seattle with some girlfriends, and it was so, so so, so, so much fun, yeah, um, Seattle's like one of my favorite cities because I had a friend who lived there when I was in college in Oregon, so I used to, like, take the train up to visit her all the time. uh So I have a really soft spot in my heart, but it was just so fun. It was with a couple of girls, and we just, like, hung out, and we went to a really cool museum in Seattle called the Museum of Pop Culture. You would have loved this place, Esther. Okay. It's, like, so up your alley. Okay. It's organized sort of thematically. Okay. So they have, like, a sci-fi section and a horror section and a fantasy section. And the fantasy section, so... I guess backtracking slightly, I'm like a terrible person to go to a museum with because I'm an incredibly fast reader and I go through museums like way faster than people normally want to. And I also don't, think about waiting for other no. people I just
1: like <laughs> just book zo- it yeah yeah I don't. I don't mosey at museums I'm like okay this is cool let's move on like yeah I'm I, the I'm, worst I'm person I'm too
0: speedy. okay so we could probably do it together I guess this we've week. only ever been to a zoo well we together. did go to the
1: zoo together but we were still kind of fast
0: to be we honest we were still pretty <laughs> fast we got through the entire zoo the entire like- San Diego Zoo one of the best zoos in the whole yeah. world and like two and a half hours yeah yeah because we're just like
1: okay this is cool we saw a leopard what else can you see here not much okay let's go
0: we're I think super speedy.
1: my husband th- slowed us down just a little bit. So. Yeah,
0: because he, he wanted to like watch things happen, and we're like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay whatever. Okay,
1: okay. We'll wait here. <laughs> we'll go. We'll visit the snakes and look at all the small minutia of differences I've Actually, the snakes. snake
0: section was probably the part we spent the most time. Pro-
1: I think so. Yeah,
0: but the fantasy sh- set, What am I talking about? The fantasy section of the Museum of Pop Culture was really cool because they organized it by like fantasy archetypes, and then oh. had all of these like sort of artifacts like costumes from movies and TV shows and stuff based around this series of I think like 36 fantasy archetypes okay so you would have lost your mind for it because it was so very cool. like questy yeah and the whole thing was designed to make it feel like you were on the forest floor surrounded oh. by all these big giant trees oh my it gosh. was just super super neat that does sound um, so cool I really loved it. It was totally, totally worth it. And yeah. also, I at one point, right after the fantasy section, was in the horror section. Uh-huh. And I'm not like big into horror, and it was so it was very like spooky. Yeah, but they did, and this is like a deep cut because I think that I know like 15 people who've ever seen this movie. But okay, okay. Did, I think I might have even made you watch Galaxy Quest with oh, me. Oh, no. I, I Quest? I
1: love Galaxy okay. Quest. I've seen it like 4 we share this. times. I love okay, Galaxy okay, okay. Quest so much. Yes, yes, they yes.
0: had the the evil alien guy with like all of the armor and stuff. Uh-huh. Like he was in that section. I was like, this oh is not God. really Oh, so my God. like horror. a replica? Yeah. <laughs> However, I'm so happy to see yes, him. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> Um, It was just, like, really, really neat. And I, yeah, yeah, I just had so much fun. So that day, like, after we went to that museum, we, uh, I mean, obviously, all of us are super, super vaccinated. We took a lot of precautions ahead of time, including one of our friends from Canada. Hey, Jenny. Uh Who had to get COVID tests before app. Like, we were very, very safe about it. So I think it's hard to, like, talk about doing a fun thing in this day and age without, like, being worried that... People are going to take it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But we were super, super careful. So after the museum, which was like pretty fine. I mean, I still at one point was like, there are too many people here and like (laughs) went and (laughs) removed myself from the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also my limit for crowds is incredibly low, even pre-pandemic. Uh-huh. Right. I'm like, I can handle having like Space three issues. people yeah, within exactly. my vision without me <laughs> yeah. being like, all right, time okay. to
1: go. Claustrophobic, let's people. Right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, but then, after we went to this beer hall and uh-huh. there was like this really fun DJ, everybody at this beer hall was just watching. It was pretty empty. I mean, there were like, thre- like oh, right. three other groups of people. It was huge and cool. But uh, everybody else was watching sports, and our table was just listening to the DJ and fully rocking out uh-huh. to the point where it felt like he was creating a playlist specifically for us, there was like a lot of stuff we could scream sing to. Right, right, right. Like a lot of like Whitney and
1: Uh huh. anyway,
0: that's why I sound like this today. Okay. I'm I was wondering, I was a like, hoarse. you
1: got a little uh, cold going on? Was it? Nope, I was a little bit afraid. Just so, okay, okay. too much
0: joy. Okay.
1: Okay. That's cool.
0: That's I, and also vocal cords that are not used to that level of like talking and yes. singing and yelling. And like yelling.
1: constant talking for a whole entire weekend with people right. excitedly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> So it was yeah. very, very joyful and oh, super, super fun. And I yeah. wish that you'd been there.
1: I know. Stupid I was, Korea
0: being know, so far away. I was so far
1: away. I was just like, bah. Like, I haven't traveled anywhere in, like, two years. I know, and like, by myself. <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry. Uh, speaking of Galaxy Quest, really funny. Yeah. So this past week, I had a student ask me for movie recommendations. And usually uh. I try to do something like, like, and it was like comedy movie. And I'm like, comedy movie. So I was like, OK, so you need to watch Princess Bride. Because like, to yeah. me, that's like a good, like, american english comedy western style movie for someone that's a second yeah. language to, to get because and it's, it's, it's it's like fun.
0: simplified storytelling because exactly. the whole premise is that it's being told to a child
1: exactly right so like it doesn't
0: have like like incredibly difficult sentence structure to exactly understand. right
1: <laughs> and then i told them galaxy quest like oh my god no fucking <laughs> yes, way i can't yes. believe i doubted
0: it i'm actually 100 percent sure we've talked about galaxy i think quest we've talked about galaxy quest before. before
1: yes i'm pretty sure we have <laughs> But it's just, it's just one of those things, like, it, we like no one else literally talks about Galaxy Quest. I know, Quest for and Allen. Tim so Allen sucks. That is does. a fact. However. Like but he's, like, the best role he's in, that's because he's trying to play William Shatner. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's just
0: otherwise, like, such a perfect, so good. wonderful, hilarious yeah. movie. Yeah. I love,
1: it so I love it so much. Because, like, to me, like, it's a comedy movie that has, like, a low laugh bar. Like, it's, yeah. for, it's someone, something that, like, kids can enjoy and adults. And you don't really need to know the genre. Genre, you just kind of need to know about like random sci-fi. Like, but if, if you do know the
0: genre, yeah, it makes you even more. It makes joyful. it more exactly. <laughs>
1: it's funnier if you do know like Star Trek or like you know some like you know cookies yeah. that are in there or whatever. Right. Exactly. But you don't need to. If there's like you don't need to know these things before watching the comedy. Right. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like an easy barrier of entry. to Exactly. Getting into and it. the aliens are funny. Like they're very and slapstick they're comedy. So- you know, oh, so that's so sweet, <laughs> so we, yeah, very much. so. It's just so good. <laughs> it's so fun.
0: Well, so, yeah. I'll send you the picture I took. Then I did okay, that okay, thing okay. that my mom used to always get so annoyed with me about when I was in college and would travel, where I uh-huh. only take pictures of exhibits and not of my own face. Oh, oh, well, She's I, like, do like, I, do that I don't all the care time. about this exhibit. Like, yeah,
1: I never take a picture of my own face. This is why my <laughs> husband does it all the time
0: because he's like, "Hi, yeah. here's a picture of you. Oh, thank you." <laughs> that's when we had to provide images of ourselves for something or another. Maybe it was when we the were book? on heating bosoms. Okay, oh, no, bosoms. We Something. Heating bosoms for oh, yeah. Mary to do her little, like, funny video. Oh, yes, about yes, yes. Episode. I didn't go to your Instagram to find pictures of you. Not even yeah. your, like, regular real person, Esther Joy Archer Instagram. Yeah. I definitely went to your husband's. And yeah, I yeah, found yeah. so many, so many. pictures of you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, well, part of it is, like a self-conscious thing like growing up with certain scripts about like bodies right, and images right. and things like that like I've always be been self-conscious about
0: like yeah. taking pictures
1: so like I will take pictures now maybe but send them to like <laughs> friends and like only like five people will get them you know but Holman's like look at my cute wife doing this weird thing <laughs> yeah like, yeah every he day lo- like tro- he's very much <laughs> trolling me like even like our wa- our wedding anniversary is today actually and we oh, happy celebrated on Monday And he took a picture of me. And they're always, like, trollish kind of pictures. But they're cute trollish pictures. You're
0: You're an adorable human being. You look like a freaking Disney princess. Even
1: if it's a troll picture, you still look so cute. But it's it's just so funny, like, because, like, he's always capturing me when we're both like really funny people so yeah. I think that we're built like a goofy couple and so he's yeah. always capturing me in those, in those moments and I appreciate that so yeah exactly because that's the
0: stuff that you want to have I think it's easier to take to accidentally overthink selfies yeah tell so totally. somebody else is like oh we're having fun and laughing here's a picture it's always yeah. going to be better exactly yeah so
1: I don't, I don't mind it's it's just our, our quirky couple I love so, it yes. I love so. it
0: I Yay. guess we should get started. Oh, yeah, you're have to to, commute you get to get to the office again today. Oh, my oh, God. God. That's so awful. So, you get so to pick a card of the day. Yes, I do. I get to pick a card of the day. I'll just think of the episode rather than the whole day because. Yes, exactly. <sighs> registration <sighs> starts next week. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Work is going to be nuts. Yes, yes, yes. Although I was, I did just realize, like literally just now, that I was supposed to get, take the morning off for a dental procedure. Oh, so I actually don't have any appointments <laughs> scheduled for this morning. Oh, that's which good. Means I'll be able to catch up with email before oh, hey. any of the students this afternoon. That's good. Exactly. It's a little bit of quiet office time. Exactly. All right. Our card for the episode is the lovers. Oh, I love partnerships. Oh. I'm using the Modern Seer tarot, which is that really pretty, very light pink with black lines. Yes, yes, yes. into it.
1: Yes. So cool. I love it. Our first question of the episode is from Anonymous, and she asks, hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. (laughs) (laughs) It even starts with your name. I know it does. I don't (laughs) know why I skipped my name completely and just said Ollie. (laughs) Who the uh, hell is that? Is that your other podcast partner? Jeez. I know. Exactly. Exactly. How dare training you? you Holly. Do you like for... her more than you like me? It's a, it's a gnome <laughs> named Ollie. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> would that be the cutest? That okay. would be adorable. <laughs> it's my Christmas podcast. Yeah. Hi, Esther and Holly. I've been thinking of writing in with this question for a while, so I have decided to go for it. Yay. I'm so excited to decide to go for it. My husband and I have been trying for a baby for almost two years, and I'm now really starting to struggle mentally. Each month, I'm on a roller coaster of hope, fear, disappointment, and despair. Medically, things are in hand. So far, all my tests have come back normal. I guess what I would like to ask the tarot is whether there are any mental or spiritual blocks that may be hindering me, if there's anything I'm missing that we could be doing to improve our chances, and also how I can better cope emotionally with this journey. I've been such a wreck when my period comes the past few months, which is definitely understandable. Mm-hmm. I know pregnancy is one of the those things some readers are not comfortable reading around, so completely understand if that's the case. But hoping these questions are okay rather than asking for a time. Frame slash outcome. Yeah, I will say that I have read a few times for pregnancy questions, and they've oh. all been accurate. Like one Good even job. like last month. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> except for your own, except for my own. I'm always pregnant, convinced no I'm pregnant. <laughs> but I never read for cards for that. I'm just like just taking That's pregnancy true. tests all over the place. Just so. panicking. Just, just taking panicking. pregnancy Pure tests. Panic, panic. Pregnancy exactly.
0: Tests. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I didn't even realize that. So I have, ne- I don't really necessarily feel that comfortable with reading about timeframes for pregnancy. Uh-huh. Although it has come up accidentally in like oh, year right. ahead readings that I've yeah. done for friends. But I selected this because I thought Anonymous did a really good job of reframing yes. her questions to be something that tarot like absolutely can help right. right. rather than stuff that's maybe a little bit
1: more amorphous. So good job, Anonymous. Yes, I really like this. For me, the pregnancy questions aren't usually time frame either. It's usually like what the couple can do or things like – kind of like these sorts of questions. like, you know, if – like um one was a grandmother who was saying like my son and daughter-in-law are having problems and I'll and so I accidentally I think I drew like the the father of cups or something like the king of cups and I was like good they didn't go see a doctor or professional about this sort of stuff so it's always been sort of more like that and not of course like time frame stuff
0: which I think is just a good reminder for everybody that if you're feeling like there's something that's that you really want that you're not able to get, mm-hmm. framing the question to be "How can I deal with this?" Yes, is always the solution. Yes, when you're like trying to come up with like what to actually do. Yeah, and I think we do that a lot in all of our readings. It's like one of our main focuses is turning it around to be an actionable item. Yes, but when it's saying like "How can I deal with this better emotionally?" or "Is there something I should be doing to receive a better outcome?" Like those questions are broad enough and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess both broad and specific enough to actually be helpful in almost any circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So do we want to do the,
1: is there, or what's standing in your way? Yeah. Kind of like maybe a block. I don't know for me, spiritual blocks is, would not be necessarily a, appropriate does that yeah. make sense like i don't think necessarily anything spiritual but maybe just what's kind of Specific blocking you. you can do yeah. yeah yeah maybe kind of like any sort of thing blocking you or what you can do to get past the block maybe does that maybe make sense the second
0: part i think that that might be more useful yeah
1: i think so because to me like mental or spiritual blocks i don't think are applicable into the situation right. it's not like you've been cursed or something. exactly right it's not yeah yeah exactly even if it might feel like it, which I, mean, I would yeah.
0: understand, if this was something you really, really wanted and wasn't happening, it can still
1: right. feel that way. Yes, I have dealt with that with my house. <laughs> <So>. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> time after time, I feel like, am I cursed with this apartment? But, yeah.
0: I think the apartment might be, be curse cursing you. Yes, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> All right, how to break through
0: blockages.
1: Oh, well. What did you get? I got the King of Cups. Oh, <laughs> so and I got the Page of Swords. So the King of Cups to me is the like the professional doctor in the situation where maybe like a more of a therapist role in this. Mm, um kind of getting past that um I don't wanna say like where necessarily like this has been something that's been blocking you, but also kind of I think this kind of leads into coping with this in a different way yeah. where you're seeing a medical professional about things, but also perhaps seeking a therapist in this process as well could be helpful. Especially
0: with the page of swords. Cause that's sort of like starting off a new journey with a new way of thinking about things. Yeah. Yeah. So with the help of sort of an established therapist style figure, that might be that setting you on this sort of like, critical thinking, analytical perspective, Mm -hmm. rather than just feeling more caught up in things happening to you. Yeah. It puts you back in the driver's seat a little bit.
1: Yes. Yeah. I completely agree.
0: And then I just pulled the 10 of wands, too. So it's just kind of like acknowledging how exhausting all of this is and Mm -hmm. looking for emotional support that'll help you see things in a new way rather than feeling like it's something that's wrong with you. Yeah. Especially since you're taking care of the medical side of things, that- even more reason for the sort of emotional side of things to start having consistent established Mm -hmm. help to help address that exhaustion.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So then how can you deal with this better emotionally? Yeah. This is in addition to seeking out professional professional help. help. Yeah. (laughs) Seeking out. The first step in some emotional. Yeah. Coping mechanisms. Mm.
1: and I also love that the king of cups here is Mr. Rogers the famed children's television oh yeah artist Aww, so. so I think of him as an artist because he was brilliant so
0: <laughs> so I got the ace of wands and the eight of swords
1: and I got the empress which is oh typically the pregnancy card so right
0: totally <laughs> I think the Eight of Swords is kind of interesting, especially paired with the Empress, because mm-hmm. it sort of remind like, the way to emotionally cope with it is to remind yourself that you feel like you have no control over this thing. Yes. Like, it feels very, a lack of control. But then I, since I got a page and an ace, I just feel like mm-hmm. the Ace of Wands is sort of also doing that, like, start trying something new kind of idea, because that'll help yeah. you feel more... In control in places you have control over and Mm -hmm. less out of control in places you don't have control over.
1: Yeah. Especially, I like the way you said the new, like, train of thought, but also with the Ace of Wands, it's like a new creative method, I think. Mm -hmm. So it may be thinking outside the box of what you're normally doing to medically I don't want to be like you know go take a Yanni egg or something I'm not saying that I'm be, I'm saying like you might make be it, saying that I'm maybe she say, needs to figure it out but like yeah but the, the ace of wands is also kind of shaped like a dick so in your sex life maybe to make it less daunting and less like a way to like where it's just for this act just to conceive a child yeah. Be more creative and fun with it. That's kind of <laughs> what I'm saying. But we're we're also very pro-sex here. So <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Man. Well, good luck,
0: Anonymous. Yeah. Uh, Seriously. Keep us updated. I'd be curious to see if any of these things help. But I do yeah. think that having more consistent emotional care would be yeah. really helpful. And just sort yeah. of like breaking out of a cycle of feeling like your body is doing something wrong mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, because that brings that comes with it so much guilt and yes. so much frustration yes and I'm <laughs> gathering especially... most of that from season three of sex at ed- no season two of sex education oh and... yeah 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 no, yeah.
1: <laughs> well Partially. It, yeah but also with that eight of that eight of swords there there's that feeling there but that, yeah. there's that also that control that you can take back in this process you're not exactly. it's not all is lost You're absolutely in the driver's seat. It's just figuring out creatively how to get yourself back in that space of feeling confident and powerful like the Empress does.
0: And having it be something new is kind of key because that sort of was a through line with both questions. Yeah, yeah. Like not just trying the same thing you have been doing and feeling let down by it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Now, our next question is from Willow. And Willow says, I grew up in a religious environment similar to Esther, and tarot was seen as a way to invite demons into your soul. I originally got into it as a way of subverting that. Look at me playing with what they told me was fire and not getting burnt. When tarot became inert paper, so did the scriptures I read as a child. But then, of course, if it is inert and powerless, then it doesn't work. It's just a party trick. And if it works, then there's something to it, which means there's something something to what I was told about its power in my youth. If it's a party trick, then why bother using it for personal development, which I have found so useful? These are the things I think about at night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious as to how you've come to believe what you do about tarot and how you know it works. What do you do if you disagree with the tarot? Do you think tarot can ever be wrong? How do you handle the nagging worry that you're just going to interpret the cards how you want to no matter what comes up? And how can you trust yourself to believe in something when what you believed in before hurt you so deeply? And I think the last sentence Mm -hmm. of that is so beautiful and really something that people grapple with a lot with any sort of belief, whether Mm -hmm. they had a more abusive experience in their faith group or it was more benign, but you ended up realizing it wasn't correct for you. Right, right. So I just really love that idea. But I think Mm -hmm. the other thing is that the thing that is... The religious environment, similar to Esther's, and yes. to so many of our listeners who have come, like been so vulnerable with us about living in experience and living in experiences that were similar. Yeah, the actual scriptures are less of the problem than uh. the human interpretation of those scriptures and what they put onto you as an yes. individual practitioner. Yes, and for me, that's where a huge difference rises up to the surface mm-hmm. because with you and with tarot. It's you and a tool that are these paper mm-hmm. cards, these inert paper cards, you, your spirit, your soul, whatever, and these inert paper cards. Whereas with abusive religious environments, it's you, an inert set of scripture, and then abusers using that scripture to abuse. Mm-hmm. So Esther and I both have backgrounds in religious studies as our undergraduate degrees, <laughs> which is so funny because I know. It's because we were, it was like the opposite ends of the spectrum. So yes. for me, all scripture, what no matter what the faith tradition is inert. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I would literally just recycle Bibles when I was yeah. done with them for the term. Like it just, it felt like inert scripture to me. Right. And it didn't feel, it didn't have that much sort of like, oh, the spirit compels me sort right. of things with this actual physical item. Mm-hmm. But it, I think that you, Esther, were also not seeing as much spiritual presence in the inert physical item, but the text mm-hmm. itself still felt right. really significant.
1: I have something radical to say. I want to hear it. Tell me. <laughs> I think that. Also, we should have you
0: start more sentences that way. <laughs> I loved it. The look on Thank your you. face, the sentence itself.
1: Tell me something radical. <laughs> I was like, I think that scripture works. Yeah. Okay. I think reading the Bible. People following the rules, people learning from the figure of Jesus works uh-huh. and changes their lives. Okay. Like, just like I reading. I think that's fair. I think, I don't know if necessarily anything spiritual takes place. I think, you know, perhaps that mo- movement within yourself of like connecting to something that speaks truth to you is, yeah. is real.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I really like this distinction. Yeah. So I like I, this a lot. So I, th- because like I still have friends that are like social democrats who are very passionate about the Bible and very yeah. feminist and very, you know, like, you know, all cops are bastards sort of people. Like, yeah. they exist. Good, good, right. quote unquote Christians exist. It's just kind of what you do stuff. with that. Well, yeah, if that makes exactly. Any sense. So, and, and I think that that's
0: why people who criticize, like, I think we right. have this conversation a lot, where it's like, what does a Christian witch really mean? right, right. The right, problem right. is that the framework of Christianity as like we talked about a couple of episodes mm-hmm. ago has become so toxic that when yes. people are like, Oh, I'm a, you know, I really truly believe in Jesus's teachings. Uh-huh. Right. We're like, well, Christians don't. don't like, yeah,
1: you might. And that's always <laughs> where there's like sort of that stress. Yeah. Point. And y- usually like people who are more socially, you know, progressive, mm-hmm. they see things like the Old Testament as a historical document, purely historical, and the yeah. New Testament as historical. But they see the teachings of Jesus and are like, that's, you know, that's radical. This guy he seems was, cool. he's really cool. He's really <laughs> yeah. a really awesome guru. Like, he didn't say anything about, you know, against gay marriage. He didn't say anything against abortion. Right. He t- called out the hypocrites. It's all just it's John, right? Exactly. John right. Yeah. made Christianity way <laughs> Paul <less> made Christianity <laughs> horrible, you know, person. <laughs> But so, I I think in a way, scripture, what we know as the Bible, does work, but it's easily corruptible. Right. Just like tarot in some things as well can be easily corruptible. corruptible. Because you hear stories about professional tarot readers,
0: not in our community, but in general. Yeah, in general. Right. Who, like, you know, will tell people that they've been cursed, and the only way to solve that is through. $15,000 or whatever. That's functionally what a lot of churches are doing with Mm -hmm. a lot of rules that they provide for their people is saying we're the only people you can go to to protect you. Exactly. And so the difference is that those are practitioners who are using an inert material like tarot Mm -hmm. to abuse people. Right. Just like sort of the religious fundamentalists who fucked up your life and other people's lives are using an inert material of scripture Mm -hmm. to abuse people. Well,
1: just like we talked about last week's episode where like the 90- day fiance well if 90 day fiance <laughs> episode oh, yeah where you know she took out the cherry and was like you're you're you your other person's cheating on you right with the exactly. card. it's like maybe i could see it that way if you explained it better but the, what right. we know of the meaning, the base meaning of the chariot, the is way that you're explaining that. is not that. So to me, well, that's kind that's of like a fallacy Exactly. Of it makes and sense I think much.
0: that removing, like having you, Willow, yourself be uh-huh. the one doing the tarot reading is what should assure you that it is not the same as putting your faith in an organization. Yes. The way yeah. that you have to when you're part of these right. like, sort of isolated religious communities. Mm-hmm. What you're putting faith in is your own interpretation of something. Yeah. Which, of course, is eligible for change. Yeah. If you get a reading that makes no fucking sense to you, there's mm-hmm. a lot of explanations for that besides tarot not working. It right. It be... The wrong mindset, wording a question incorrectly, you being distracted. Mm-hmm. There are so many reasons that you could get a reading and be like, well, that makes no sense whatsoever right. and then start over
1: and have it still be accurate. And I, and I think a difference is that a lot of Christians, even ones who are like socially progressive, would say that the Bible is error free for the most part. Like some things may be an error, but for the most part, it's OK. Mm-hmm. But. I don't think any tarot reader is like, this is the only one way to do this. If you're doing this any other way, it's wrong. So There's a lack
0: of insisting on orthodoxy in the tarot community that we are part of. I think that there are some people, like Golden Dawn people, who get really wrapped up in the orthodoxy and dogma Mm -hmm. of tarot. Um, but like we talked about a couple of episodes ago, that's something that's really important to us to like kind of rebel against because what's right. even the point if you're going to be sucked into another dogmatic organization. Right. But because there are so many different reads, ways to read tarot and it is esoteric for that reason, part mm-hmm. of the tarot journey involves... You deciding what works for you, yeah, and deciding like what's a reason I can redo a reading or mm-hmm. whatever, right? And obviously that's something you have to be careful with because people get sucked into doing readings about the same thing over, over, and, over, and, over, and, over and over and over again, it. which also yeah. isn't helpful. But at that point, you would do the same thing like we talked about with anonymous's question of turning it from. Like I this is a reading that's confusing me to what am i what's blocking me from mm-hmm. getting anywhere in this thing that I'm trying to have happen? and right. how can I deal with that emotionally? If you ever get stuck in that loop of doing readings about the same thing over and over again. But all of that is part of the learning process. Yeah.
1: And like, I'm not one to say like that tarot that you can't make a mistake in tarot or that tarot is not going to be wrong. Sometimes it's us misunderstanding what the message is, because like here I am reading about pregnancies and I just keep getting pages. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant with quadruplets, you know,
0: (laughs) That's Escher not the literally end. Always thinks that she's pregnant. <laughs> this is why you should get the IUD. This is why It'll I don't. Yeah. A lot this better. is why
1: you have boundaries with readings. Like I right. never read for pregnancy. I never read for my own specific relationship problems. Right. And you've always been. I've always been that always way been lightweight. because yeah. I know that I will. I will give myself a little tizzy and I'll go into a full-blown panic and then all yeah. I keep reading is pregnancy, pregnancy, pregnancy. Right. <laughs> the whole entire day. Exactly. <laughs> But I think the way that both of us got to the point where we believe that
0: tarot works is because we recognize that it's more about our relationships with our higher selves. No matter who you perceive as reading the tarot through, like who you're channeling, Mm -hmm. whether it's spirit guides whatever, the seven sisters, God, the universe, mother, whatever. Like, no matter what it is, it still is about reading your relationship with your internal self Mm -hmm. through the guise of whatever structure you want to put onto it. And that's why you can learn to trust it in ways that, like, like, I think a lot of people, when they're starting to break free of religiously traumatic childhoods or young adulthoods or whatever, is when you have that moment of being like, well... Jesus was right. These mm-hmm. people are wrong. And how am I reconciling these two relationships? But yeah. with tarot, you're not having to do that because it's just between you and whatever your higher power or internal power is. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think for me when it started to become very real was a situation and I kept drawing the three of swords like every day that week every single card i would pull through is three oh, of swords man. which but it was <laughs> no very reflect yeah it, but it was very reflective of a situation that i was in yeah. at that moment and the three of swords hasn't followed me since that situation was resolved yeah. but it's, it's like me with the two it's of wild. swords right exactly yeah. yeah you have
0: these moments where you're like a new reader and you're getting you're in that point where you're trying to figure out your own boundaries and expectations mm-hmm. and whatever and I needed to quit a job. I knew I needed to quit a job, but I couldn't bring myself to make that decision. And I was getting the Two of Swords like six times a day for yeah. weeks and weeks. And I was like in different decks, in different mm-hmm. settings, like all yeah. the time. And it was like, this is something that is being, that is important that I understand. Right. Because otherwise I would not continue to get this card. And yeah. sure enough, the minute that I quit that job and got a new one, <laughs> I stopped getting the two of swords. I yeah. Still sometimes will pop up in like regular context, but it mm-hmm. is not the same level of like, you need to know this information right, right. now or else the way yeah. that it was.
1: And I think also because tarot itself ha- is not like a corporative entity that is trying to trick me for money That's right. to me what Christianity has become Where it's a whole entire Capitalistic driven yeah. society That's just for their just own coffers And their own pockets Yeah. And tarot I can buy a deck And if it, it doesn't want any more from me, you
0: know, like, you know, you can just have one, One, I don't know who, but theoretically you, not if you listen to this podcast, sorry.
1: (laughs) exactly. It's so so true. So it says, so it's not like tarot is specifically assaulting me either, you know, Right.
0: (laughs) but I think releasing the fear of wrongness also really helps.
1: Yes. And like, I also,
0: and I, I, we've talked about this so, so, so much and probably on the podcast too, but like. We live in a society that is like the United States especially is so organized around the idea that Christianity is correct, that even Mm -hmm. like atheists and non-religious people still have this like sort of linguistic or I guess like, I don't know. They can't etymological be. In, stuff. In my
1: home state, you cannot get into public office as a politician if you're an agnostic or atheist. You have right. to be a religious person, and most of the time, it's Christian. So, well, and
0: even just like, yeah, and you can just say like, it's just so normal to say, "Well, go into hell," like that yeah. kind of thing when you do something wrong. And so, even that framework of sort of like these Christian beliefs mm-hmm. gets so ingrained yeah. that we can still think like, "Oh, you know, demons are something that are after me." When you, if you kind of like. Do more research into esoteric, even really problematic esoteric writers, like demons mostly don't want anything to do with humans. Like they have other shit going on, they're not interested or whatever. Like if that's part of your own understanding of the world. But if you allow yourself to still be worried about those things from the Christian perspective, it's only gonna limit your ability to continue to grow because Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about hell. Hell is not real. No. You don't have to worry about like Things that are so so specifically Christian that just get wrapped up into our understanding of the world when you're mm-hmm. not a Christian
1: anymore. Yeah, like, it takes it takes years and years. Like right, this isn't something. Yeah, yeah this is right not away. something that happens overnight. It's seriously. A journey of sort of relearning and adapting on how you react because all of this was so ingrained in you to react and respond in certain ways as a Christian, especially if you've grown up since a very young child, right? And it's kind of like retraining your brain every step. Like it's kind of like that maze that keeps going around in a a spiral. Like you're kind of relearning these things, but your journey the next time is a little bit harder and it's a little bit different than it was the first time you tried. And
0: taking the time to think, why is my reaction this? What actual
1: truth is
0: there here outside Mm -hmm. of what I was led to believe as a child yeah and that's like all you can really do to continue moving forward because otherwise you just get so stuck yeah you do yeah Good luck, Willow. Yes, good and luck. And also, there are a lot of other people in our Facebook group and on mm-hmm. Discord who've had similar experiences. Yeah. So absolutely, everybody.
1: Yeah. We can continue the conversation. Listen your <laughs> listeners.
0: Feel free to continue this conversation. Yeah. I think that like, and I know we also have listeners who consider themselves Christians still. So yeah. I think that probably getting some insight from them about how they've learned to reconcile mm-hmm. some of these things would yeah. also be helpful. But this is going to be a conversation that everyone could learn from. And yeah. I think know that we both trust anyone who wants to participate in this yeah. conversation to be respectful and loving because yes. we're all just trying our motherfucking best. We are trying our best. In these corporeal forms, <laughs> trapped. Yes. <laughs> you can get a mug, though, that reminds us it has a disco cat on it disco because cat. Esther is a fucking genius, and I love it so much. Just <laughs> Which actually case you want to our yeah. announcements. Exactly. Exactly. Esther made two competing Tragically saddled with this corporeal form, pieces of merch. Yes. One has a disco cat on it, or I guess more like a... Celestial cat. Celestial a cat. Cosmos. Rainbow
1: cat. Cosmos cat. Cosmo cat, yes. cat. <laughs> yeah.
0: And yes. one doesn't. Yeah. You can get it on anything. Maybe yeah. a shower curtain. I, uh, I love the
1: shower curtain there specifically as a troll move because I was like, yes, I have to leave the shower curtain here just to see if someone will get the shower. Curtain. I love the idea of somebody just every
0: single day showering in a shower that just like laments their <laughs> corporeal our body. Form. I know
1: that's. I was laughing so much to myself when I saw it. It's just
0: so good. Um, So we have that. It's all in the Redbubble shop, which we'll link in the show notes. And we've had a lot of people get stickers and mugs and stuff with it. So it seems like a really popular option. Yeah, totally. I love it so much. Um, And you can also still get our tarot certification if you feel like you're ready to be there's, certified. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's no real thing you have to do other than just buy it. And yeah. we trust, yeah, you're a total yeah. pro. Yeah, total pro. And also, we're by the time this episode is
1: released, are we going to be in book month? We're going to book month, yes, once this episode's released. Hester. Yeah, I know. I what know. the hell? It's I, almost book month! I am, like, daily on the vomit. Like, daily, like, like, I know, daily. I can't
0: even imagine how i'll feel when people oh i know
1: i'm i'm just like like part of me is like bracing like the excitement the other part of me is bracing for the people who are be mad about it i'm just like but then if, if the moon is in a certain sign we're just gonna be like come on fuckers i don't care My I, book know. Is published I know you're, and so you're so not better about <laughs> here's the thing
0: that i think we'll have to remind ourselves okay yes when yes, this yes, happens yes. uh we wrote a fucking book, so yeah, we did. I think we still, no matter how mad you are about it, we still wrote a book.
1: Technically, ours is the one in writing and in print, so <laughs> I'm just kidding, because then we'll I get just, somebody else. I'm so proud of it, and I can't wait for people to see it. I'm
0: especially I've... excited for people who are like newer to tarot yeah, who don't know all of the historical stuff yes. and who want to learn to see how cool tarot history is, yeah. even without all of the fake lore. Well,
1: yeah. It's, and to me, it's like all of this, just the genuine cool ass stories without the fake lore. Cause we truly really try to trim it down. Like oh, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. explaining like the origins of stuff. Like. Those are some bomb-ass stories in this book. There's so
0: many awesome
1: people who participated in this,
0: and it's just so cool that we all get to be part of this lineage of this really awesome set of people. Yeah, yeah. Even the 20th century people. Like, we talked about Aleister Crowley Uh and what a dingbat he is. Yeah, but... We love Lady Frida Harris. And we think do. She's cool as hell. Yeah, so. and I'm so
1: glad we can tell her story without Crowley getting in the way, as much exactly. as he wanted to. Exactly. <laughs>
0: and we got to like make some jokes about Pixie that yeah. our copy editor was like, "Are you implying what I think you're implying?" And we're like, "Yes, indeed." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's gonna be great, and I it can't believe be awesome. it's already November and this is I actually know. happening. <sighs>
1: We can do it. We got it. So exciting. All yes. right. So this week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we have some Patreon shout outs. Oh,
0: yeah. Shoot. I was just too excited about Carnival at the End of the I World. I know. I know.
1: I got to pull my other deck back out because I forgot. Because I know I was I was already like in Carnival at the End of the World mode. I'll be like, Patreon.
0: Patreon. I'll go first. John D, our newest Patreon supporter. We love you. We appreciate it. And your card is if I can just pull one. Yep, oh, that's just one.
1: The three of Pentacles. Oh, and Lily, your card is the six of Pentacles. Ooh, so very nice. So Some lots of pentacle Pentacles action. Energies. Yeah,
0: no kidding. Which we appreciate about the Patreon, also. Yes, we do. All right. So, Carnival at the end of
1: the fucking world. Okay, can I make a disclaimer? What? Okay. So for this for this deck review, all of the cards in this deck. Are like huh cards. We just gotta get that out of the way yes. the, at the beginning. So there will not be a huh card section because all of them all of are huh cards. Favorite cards are huh cards. All yeah. of the cards, yes. so I think that's fair. I just wanted to say at the beginning, at the top end, all of them are what WTF cards. <laughs> get like ready. all of them. Okay. It's everything. <laughs> it is.
0: Um yeah. So the <laughs> Carnival of the end of the world is created by Nicholas Kahn and Richard Selznick, who are basically art partners who just go by con and Selznick and they're like very <laughs> well established. They are a collaborative team who have been working together since they met in art school. Um they're both born in the early 60s and they're mostly f- uh photographers and installation artists and they specifically focus on fictitious histories or sort of like speculative fiction almost. Oh, that's cool. So they have documentary style panoramics, uh, and a lot of like absurdist fantasy, like fake anthropology stuff going on, yeah. uh, in a lot of their sculpture stuff, they use materials like bread or even fur. And then they do paintings and drawings from large scale to like conceptual doodling. And then they also have kind of like a series of, well, there's one specifically, but I think that even uh, Carnival at the End of the World can count this way. But they refer to it as an unbound Uh art book.
1: Oh, oh, so it's kind of like
0: the idea in the unbound art book, meaning cards of these pieces of art, which I love. And I think it kind of goes to what we've talked about a lot in the past about like having a tarot deck being like having 78 pieces of art in your pocket. Yes. yes, They're very aware and intentional about that. Yes.
1: I I think even in the guard, got in the guard book. Oh my gosh. In the guide (laughs) book, in the guide book, they mention like the unbound tarot book. Right. Essence sort of thing. Yeah, exactly.
0: So the current work features the recreation of the Troop Mouse Memory Theater of 1932, uh, which is fictional. It's like a cool fictional old school carnival. And so all of the green men, ropes, rope slingers, death dancers, all that carnival stuff is all based around this fictional carnival. Um, And their a lot of their work focuses on climate change, which is interesting. Oh, that's so cool.
1: Um, something. Yeah, this makes me want to cry. I know. That's so so sweet. Okay. check
0: out their website for sure. Okay, okay. And that's actually where I, while preparing for this episode, purchased <laughs> their deck and guidebook <laughs> because shipping is free. Yay! <laughs> okay, okay. But also, their website is filled with amazing information about oh, all their really cool pieces of art. So it's definitely yeah. worth checking out. Yeah, I'm gonna read the synopsis of the deck from their website. Get ready; it is quite long. <laughs> Yes. And uses words that I will define as we go. Okay. Um, not because I looked them up, but because I'm making my best guess. So if I'm yes, incorrect, okay. please don't tell me. I don't want to know.
1: That's fine. All right. <laughs> We're doing our best today. That's the, the theme of the episode. Doing exactly, our best. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The
0: short synopsis for the book. It says, Carnival at the End of the World Tarot is a contemporary tarot de- deck. Great. Off to a good start, Sorry. Molly. Sorry. My a loose-leaf book of fate summoned by the same mythologies we have been exploring in our recent photographs, paintings, and book project. In or 2006, our multimedia project, Iceberg Freidstadt, including included a poker deck that, when laid out in a long line, revealed a panoramic narrative of climate change and environmental devastation. In 2017, as the stakes of the great game have grown greater and the Anthropocene has exponentially brought change and chaos to many lives around the world. okay. so what that sentence is saying is as the stakes of like the world, the great game of life Mm -hmm. have grown greater and humanity has brought change and chaos to many lives around the world, we have moved from making cards for jovial pastimes to those of divination. So that's why they switched from poker cards to tarot Mm -hmm. cards. The tarot, which its traditional uses have been consulted to forecast disaster, anticipate risk, and navigate life choices through backstage access to the unseen. However, worry not if you don't wish to wish to dabble in sort sortilege and ocular query. So basically, if you're not trying to see the future or whatever Mm -hmm. to peruse the glimpse of what the future may have in store for you, you may also ruminate upon the cards one by one in a linear fashion and meditate upon the views from the fool's journey as one would read a pilgrim's progress or just as seekers and wanderers once stowed painted icons and gilded relics in the pockets of their cloaks. The tarot can be a portable trove of mystifying talismanic images to accompany, inspire and entertain you on your own uh peregrinations
1: i was like peregrine falcons <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs>
0: uh as long as people have been using tarot cards for divination its symbolism and methodologies have evolved to keep time with societal change carnival at the end of the world tarot keeps to the writer waite smith nomenclature and numbering for the major arcana and also presents pictorial scenes in similar suits for the pip cards for the minor arcana but its iconography and interpretive values are appropriate to our own uncertain times. One of Con and Selznick's collaborators, the writer-artist medium Sarah Faulkner, has channeled Madame Lulu's Book of Faith, a guidebook and travelogue specifically created for the interpretation and practical use of the Carnival at the End of the World tarot deck. The cast of characters from Toop Flendermaus, who one can also find in Con and Selznick's photographs and motion pictures, stars the tarot's portentous archetypes, whether in the leading roles of the major arcana or in the minor arcana's ensemble pieces among the four suits and their corresponding alchemical elements which of which earth air fire and water show the impact of climate change amid sinking islands arsenals of armaments blazing forests and melting ice caps in addition to the usual suits the deck includes three extra cards each representing one of the main members of the troop flender mouse dr falk count orlovsky and madam lulu as featured in Conan and Selznick's books and narratives. These three cards can be mixed into the querent's readings to provide an extra layer of meaning. I I guess this is probably
1: part of the level of reader that it's appropriate for. Okay, I did okay. not
0: feel prepared to own this deck until this morning.
1: Okay. <laughs> I was apprehensive to own this deck like for many years.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
1: always very curious because the... You know, some of the cars are very 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 cool. But you know me with faces and eyeballs. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. But it's like (laughs) a very like eclectic indie feeling weird. Does that make sense? It's not like um what's the deck that we put in the book? The weird-ass deck.
0: I know what you're talking about. Now, Deviant Moon. <laughs> Deviant Moon. I was Great like, Shadowscapes job, is not that. <laughs> I know. One of us is going to need to figure out the name of this fucking thing since it's our actual book. <laughs> actual and we book. Just I know. I'm like, I have it, like, right here, but I'm like, all that
1: came to me was Shadowscapes. I'm like, that's fairies. No, I don't wrong. Know fairies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, de- it's not scary like Deviant Moon is. It's like lots of different weird-ass creatures, beings, monsters. Yeah, exactly. So I was apprehensive because I did not want to get the deck and feel repulsed by it immediately like I was Deviant Moon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't want to waste like, you know, money on a deck that I would not use.
0: Right. Especially because Deviant Moon elicits such a visceral reaction yes. from me. I was like, I don't know how I can handle too much more spooky. Exactly,
1: exactly. But when I receive this in the mail, it is Absolutely one of the most charming decks that I have ever laid my hands on. Oh, my gosh. I, I love like, that. I like, for to me, I really enjoy the, like, I don't read it like I do normal tarot. I read it like archetypals. Okay, tell me more about what you mean. So, like, usually instead of, like, asking the tarot cards for, like, whatever, like, question I have... I'll kind of like ask the character like what they want to speak speak to me. Like what oh, does the cool. carnival characters want to say to me? Yeah. And because it's so it's much more like archetypal friendly like that, instead of like, because like even just like uh this is the this is the eight of wands, like a postal headman, you know, like what does yeah. that mean? Like, you know, <laughs> okay, I know what the eight of wands means, but what would the eight of wands mean? Character say to me, like, what is this? Oh, yeah, that's a good call. So So it's kind of like reframing things because the all each card has such personality. To me, this is not a deck that you can read with normalcy. Does that make sense? Like you'd have to kind of approach it in a different way than reading normal tarot cards. It seems
0: to me like one of those decks that you're not doing a big giant spread with. You're like spending time on one single question and maybe one or two cards combined. Yeah. To bring the meaning.
1: Yeah. And like the the photos, the photos, the artistry is so deep and meaningful. You can just like look at the same card and keep finding smaller things as as you keep looking there and keep pondering and yeah. you know journaling about things. So to do me Do you not... have the guidebook? I did the I purchased the guidebook like today because it was out of stock on my tarot website. So uh. that's that's the that's the a PDF copy is what I found online on Blurb, I think. It's for like ten bucks. So if you oh, have cool. the deck and you want the guidebook, they do have it like online for you to be able to purchase there. So yeah. I haven't read a lot of the guidebook because, like I said, I purchased it today because I was like, oh, I wonder <laughs> if it's online because I've just been yeah. waiting for it to come back in my tarot shop. Yeah, totally. The finding an online version is great. Yeah. And it's really interesting, like, way that it's written because it's kind of like from since Sarah Faulkner, the the writer is kind of like a medium she kind of like wrote it from this medium like of this character yeah it was like this this big tarot reader which i love because it
0: reminds me of Madame clara who i also
1: love for similar
0: reasons i think that's such a cool like artistic decision yeah i just
1: but it's the the pdf is like super cool and the structure is really interesting because it it talks about like the artwork in the card and it's not like It's not like a bunch of word salad, in my opinion. So Awesome. Man, I can't (laughs) wait to get it.
0: Yeah, this is one of those times where, and I think that Esther and I have mentioned this in episodes in the last couple of weeks, like neither of us bought very many decks over the summer. And so we were kind of, we're getting to that point where we both don't have overlapping decks to review. Right, right. Um, And so we had to sort of start doing decks that only one of us had. So Esther did this. And me, having loved this deck for years, but not purchased it right used it as my excuse to finally buy it
1: yeah I mean this is we 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 support each other and enable each other as much as we enable you so exactly we we say that a lot but it's it's true we enable each other like crazy (laughs) yeah and it's the best yes uh (laughs) but yeah I
0: think that in terms of like the level of reader it's appropriate for you have to be pretty comfortable and yeah like confident in your own abilities to Mm -hmm. use this deck because like Esther said like you're not using it kind of in the same way that you would use other traditional tarot decks, right? So even though it theoretically aligns with Rider Waite Smith and uses the same numbering system and names, it still is like separate enough visually and iconographically to want to sort of spend individual time, yeah, with it, yeah, rather than like trying to speed through it, or like a
1: like a whole full Celtic cross or something. Like this yeah, is not exactly. to me this is not the deck to appreciate the artwork in that way to do that sort of spread. But that's just me. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, so it is standard size, right? Yes. It's similar to the. It's Uzi. just like Pagan Otherworlds, yeah, pretty much. Similar to Pagan Otherworlds, which I love. Super mm-hmm. great, super great texture and everything. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and there are 84 cards. There are those additional ones that are mentioned. You can find it basically all over the place, but this is a highly pirated deck. Yes. So I bought it directly from their website. There are Mm -hmm. other tarot websites that sell it, which I think are probably safe, but I bought it from their website. Shipping was free. You could get a
1: a bundle with the deck and the book. And I would definitely suggest getting the book as well because the art, like, even though I've only read a specific few, the artwork means more. When you yeah, have it that seems explanation, like it's a, yeah, exactly. It seems like it's
0: a very sort of like symbiotic book yes. relationship. Yeah, like you you want to have both. Yes. Um, how the deck feels? I mean, you're the one with it in your hands. My impression has always been a little bit creepy, but super fun and sort of fantastical.
1: It's really kind of cryptidish, like Ooh, like fun fantasy better. cryptid, like where it's mo- it's really indie feeling. It's not like these like. Continual like monsters or things like yeah. that. To me, it's like really like an indie ethereal sort of deck. Like just look at the like the the high priestess here. It's I like love the a, high priestess. A, a lady that's sitting on on sitting standing on rocks with like horns on like and then antlers a on, and then, of like of veiled stars, gossamer there's, stars. Ugh, it's so pr- <laughs> there's like like there's like there's such beautiful cards like that, and then there's yeah. like weird ass cards like. <laughs> <laughs> this card with just an ear like on it, like yeah, and I'll I'll talk a about ear that later. With a hand exactly. So you know, so you get like an array of. I really honestly say they're charming archetypes. I love where- it. It's just like you get it in your hand like, oh, this is so much different. This is so different. So much different. Oh, my gosh. So different than <laughs> than what I expected, because like literally I expected like Deviant Moon level of like, yeah. this is not my style. Like so my thing. crooked. Ang- I think that the Deviant Moon. I mean, we loved writing that chapter, but the yeah. issue
0: with it visually is always like sort of the broken limbs. looking yes. Situation.
1: Yes. And how everything's
0: like incredibly angular. And so yeah. this is like kind of spooky. And
1: funny, but also not, like, visually angular or, like, upsetting in the same way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, to me, that the the deck is just a charm. I just really like it.
0: Yeah, awesome. Uh, Name changes? The name changes are all virtually the same, other than those bonus cards that we mentioned. All the suits
1: maintain their standard Mm -hmm. titles. Titles. The markings on the... Major arcana cards there are no numbers on the major arcana yeah, cards. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's kind of the only difference but I mean there's the it's it says their name on it so you're fine. Yeah, so. you can figure it out. <laughs> I mean I'm sorry like <laughs> yeah.
0: Um so cultural stuff there this is like based on a fictional 1930s carnival so it's yeah. like largely white or like non like you can't tell right um and since it's just singular figures on most of the cards you don't see any sort of like
1: or just like people in masks under teacups a lot know. of it is a lot, it is a lot is of it is not figures. not
0: obviously people right I mean they're obviously people but they're right. not like you know, you don't see them. You see, like, right. the fact that it's a bunch of buildings stacked on top right. of each other and the shape of a human form. Exactly. And stuff like that. <laughs> there
1: are a few people of color, I think. When I went through the deck, I didn't notice how many, obviously, but there were a few. Um, I think the Ten of Pentacles, maybe, or the Nine of Pentacles was a woman of color. So there are some people of color, or at least one, in the deck. Um, but for the most part, they're all, like, clothed, like, from head to toe in whatever mask Yeah, almost thing. everybody is fully covered. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is just so chaotic. I <laughs> very. I know. <laughs> uh, okay, so favorites or ha's, sla- favorites slash ha's. I want to hear yours because I, since I don't have it in my hands, I have some that I just really, really, really love. Okay. Um, but I want to hear all of yours first. Okay,
1: okay. I will say that one of our listeners, Jessica, told me a couple of weeks ago that her friend teaches a tarot class specifically based on this deck. Oh, cool. And so I'll link them in the show notes because they teach all their classes via Zoom through the Morbid Anatomy Museum. Oh, yeah. That's one of the places where you can buy the deck, but yeah. they charge for shipping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you can take a class there and about the deck That would probably be more knowledgeable than we are about this deck. So just going to give them a plug and I will leave all of their um, information in the show notes in case that's something that interests you. So, oh, so good. Good job. So I was like, please help. I need to know who this person is. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Jessica, so much for helping me last minute okay so um i will go ahead and start with the eight of wands because i already mentioned him he's the mailbox man i think this was the one that was the most like visceral reaction because like there's no face there's just some eyes pe- peering yeah. through like an english sort of like i almost said the korean word for england mailbox no <laughs> <laughs> the Korean word. i was for like what? i was like a korean word for england like Yongguk. Oh. i was like i was like this is a Yongguk mailbox like <laughs> Like an yes it is You're it not is, wrong it is. I'm not wrong I'm just <laughs> Language is a problem um, So but it's very much Like a, an English style Mailbox yeah. Head like with a postal officer's body, basically, like wearing Being like uniforms by all of these swords, these swords or all these, these arrows. arrows. Like you didn't deliver the mail fast enough. Which yes, you did not deliver the mail fast enough. But yes,
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> it's okay. It's a cr- national crisis. Yes.
1: Uh, so the ear one I was talking about earlier was the page of swords. I thought this was so interesting because as a sword, of course, you know. People always talk about, like, oh, how the swords are kind of cutting with their words. And for this to be an ear, plus we have some meerkats with some headphones on. So th- I, to me, this is, like, yeah. taking time to stop and listen before speaking, basically, is kind of, like, how I take this sort of archetype. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Because, that's great call. like, I just think it's, like, so cool to have, like, like, oh, wait, maybe I'm using my mouth too much and I'm too, like, excited to say something. So maybe I need to stop and listen to what the person is saying first before responding. Yeah. So, um, I really also love the nine of cups with this fancy little lady in her fancy I little dress. I love that, yeah. With all the cups, card. like tea cups that are kind of like in the air around her and some snakes in the flowers beneath her. I just think like a it's like a fun and jolly little card and archetype. And the full is interesting to me because it's removed the sack from the the fool's like stick that he usually uh-huh. carries with all of his items inside, and he has all of the little archetypal characters and right from, like on the hung back.
0: from a yeah that's really it's cool. so cool
1: to me because it's like it's the opening of the arcana it's the opening of the mystery it's kind of like the unveiling of things to me and that's and when you start off the journey yeah so I thought that was a really interesting um thing and instead of of course like a little dog they have like a little circus monkey kind of a carnival of monkey. So I mentioned the temperance card on one of my Instagram posts recently, this angel in the temperance card is closer to an angel in the Bible than anything from Fabio that we've seen in angel form because <laughs> angels are scary. They have, you know, 400 eyes, they have giant wings. And I thought that was such a cool adaptation. Having like a, yeah, some sort of bird head yeah. situation. I thought it was so cool. So anyway, that was uh, that was my sermon about the temperance card. And my absolute favorite card that I want to have tattooed on my body is the Empress card where she's just kind of like, I love the fact that she's not pregnant visibly. I love the fact that she's, I'm about to cry, that she's in such power over her own body and her own anatomy. And she like, I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know why this card You're... makes me cry. It's okay.
0: Don't but apologize it... for crying to me ever, you maniac. <laughs> Let the cancer moon and rising out,
1: girlfriend. What well, is the cancer moon, so I blame it on that. But it's like yeah. usually we see the emperor in this stance who's kind yeah, of like so over their strong. dwelling the, and yeah. so strong. But for the empress to be depicted this way, it's just so beautiful. It's really cool. Yeah, you're
0: totally right. And it's basically like a horned goddess figure wearing a long dress standing on a bed of shed horns. Yeah. She's facing away from us as the viewer, but Esther's totally right. She looks like incredibly capable, really Mm -hmm. sturdy and in control. And it's just really, really cool. Yeah.
1: So those are Uh. my favorite cards. So do we have any overlaps at all? Uh, my list is more amorphous. Okay. I
0: really, really <laughs> do like that fool, though. And yeah. also, you mentioned the High Priestess. We talked yes. about that sort of in passing. That's probably my favorite card. Yes. Um. Again, it's like a woman sort of wearing, like, a gauzy white dress with, again, the horns. So a lot of the women in the major arcana have horns. Uh-huh. Which is a cool, powerful move. Yes. Um yes. and that's really kind of neat to see. I also super, super love, where did it go? Oh, hold on. Ah. The page of cups is, like, a stack of cups standing on a little mini iceberg. (laughs) And I really like that use of kind of cups literally. And also, Mm -hmm. like, I just think it's visually really, really pretty. Yeah. Um, The... um, I think that that's kind
1: of the main...
0: Those are sort of the main two that I didn't overlap with you about. okay. Okay. Although I like the Ten of Wands, the sort of, like, flaming. Yes. The Ten of Wands. It's like, yeah, it's sort yeah. Of like an effigy of, in, inflamed. Like the Burning that, Man, so. basically. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the Burning Man from Burning Man. Exactly. Yeah. That's really, really neat. Um, feels like me some then, days. Just burn it all down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then there are just a lot of really kind of, like, cool... I don't know. I think you're exactly right about the cryptids. It just feels yeah. very cryptid-y, which I love. Yeah. And I just feel like I want to sort of, like spend a lot more time mm-hmm. with these characters yeah. it's so cool
1: the world is so super inviting, like when you kind of start to look into it, and it's kind of addicting. So I yeah. find myself richy, reaching for this deck a lot. All and now, the time. Yeah. now that I know that it's like from creators who are very um, passionate about climate change, I'm I like, know. Oh, oh my Master's heart! No one ever going to stop. And I, know, I know exactly.
0: <laughs> you need to spend time on their website. I okay. think that all of their stuff you would really be because I think I've by.
1: seen. I think they did did another Kickstarter for their like for the poker deck. deck. For the poker yeah. deck, I think because I think I remember. Seeing it like the past couple of years for that So yeah or I remember seeing yeah, it they set did. Sometime yeah
0: and uh, since It's like a theme that they've been working on in their Art for like you know 40 Years yeah it's a lot their website is really well designed so you can see sort of like everything that they've done okay it's, okay, it's really cool, cool. I okay
1: really liked it. i'll go i'll look at, look, look at it because i gotta at least look at it for the show notes so yeah that's true that's true <laughs> you
0: can't get away with not looking at it yeah exactly so <laughs> jokes on me <laughs> <laughs> like, don't worry holly uh, yes. but now i want you to pull cards for
1: our relationship with the deck. okay so i'll pull a card for you thank you i appreciate let's it see. let's see okay so a card for holly holly's relationship with the stick this again okay two three four five six seven holly 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 two three four. me 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 it's all that's, about me i'm not counting correctly four five six seven <laughs> the two of cubs look at this oh. little age, baby. Just, oh my god that's such a good one too i love all Isn't the gossamer
0: this... draping i know and also the erection That's. <laughs> <cool>. <laughs>
1: i mean i mean it's very on par for us what were you we talking about like
0: yeah exactly <laughs>
1: I, I mean, cannot believe how much we talked about to... Morning
0: Glory Milking Farm on the <laughs> podcast. Esther.
1: we have had so many people join our Discord after like that episode, we've had like, at least like five or six people. And I'm like, come on in, everybody. Yeah. Exactly. In, and then someone's like, "Where's the book club?" And I'm like, "It's in this one." <laughs> okay, so That's
0: my hilarious. relationship with the deck. Okay,
1: let's see. My relationship with the deck. Let's see two three oops okay i'm like i'm shaking here i'm so nervous about this card, card oh no Come on, it's it's just one two, it's three. those demons Aster. just kidding yeah <laughs> two three four five six seven the magician the magician is oh. like an old-timey camera on top of like a caped figure yes i love, I love it. that it's so cool oh my god uh, it's so just good, good, such good.
0: it's just such cool art It is. And it's so interesting that their initial art style was so photography based, and yet this is like such a really expertly. Rot like, fine art piece. It's well, and the fact that medium. it's
1: kind of like a, like, col- not a collab deck, what is it called? A collage deck. They're kind of like, the, the artists themselves kind of seem like collage sort of style artists where they're yeah. putting lots of things together, and this is sort right. of like an but artistic it's like form of that. done Exactly. Yeah. collage
0: like, things. <laughs> yeah. Like all the, it's just so cool. Super cool. Alright, well, that's our show next week, right? We're doing yeah. our interview with Casey Zabala from The Wanderer's Tarot yes. in preparation for her really cool deck being released yeah yet another deck where in the middle of recording we purchased purchased immediately exactly exactly <laughs> so thank you wiser for sending us the editions of the mass market wanderers tarot and also thank you casey for meeting with us we're excited to talk to you yeah next week it was a really fun interview to do. Yeah. And also, don't forget to send... What, what am I talking about? What you don't talking forget about? to send us questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including that form with which to submit questions. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, if you sent us a question over the summer that you still need answered or still would like to have answered, please email us again, because since we got so much stuff over the summer and a lot of it had like time sensitivity listed we don't want to go back to those if it is no longer relevant. So please let us know if you have questions that you'd like to have answered even if you submitted something while we were doing Tarot Summer Camp.
1: Yeah, yeah. And tell your friends about us, right? Review us. We always appreciate five-star reviews. And if you have anything like a one-star, we really don't care and we won't look at it. Nope, don't want to hear it. (laughs) We honestly won't look at it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook.
1: We are like literally 20 people away from being one thousand members in our
0: like Woo-hoo. in our facebook
1: group so join our facebook
0: group and since people are leaving facebook in droves because it's i know an evil corporation, evil corporation. Uh,
1: you can also join just, our discord exactly, <laughs> which is my announcement exactly. yeah join our discord for the Phil milking farm um goodness and you know <laughs> and a lot of other stuff and tarot too. questions that will help you and in- and just a really fun community
0: there's a whole sub discord what are they called discord channel for just like pet pictures it's a really great place yes and the milky farm exactly and remember (laughs) go forth and tarot wildly this week we love you you so so much much. Yeah.